0: going on, guys, here in the Dogs Football Podcast? We are here to, to recap the Northern Iowa loss. If you guys could tell when you listen to this, we are not playing the fight song. We've established that we will only play that after victories because we know home and away, the team loves to uh, play it and sing it. So if we feel like it's only right. So from here on out, football and basketball, if we lose, we will not. For our next episode, we will not. Have the fight song. I'm your host Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. As always, Noah, another game that we knew was going to come down to the wire, and this time we couldn't get the job done.
1: Yeah, uh, a close game that we knew, like you said, knew it would happen. It was we've not had success up there, and we things we had certain things that kept it from getting the job done, and we knew what we had to take control of, and uh, we didn't do that. No, we did not. It was definitely an unfortunate
0: game because we knew with that that it was going to be a close game. That we've, you know, we've managed to finish out strong, and we and we had a chance at the very end. We'll get to all that. It's very unfortunate. We lost by a final score of 23-16, moving us to 6-2 and two overall and 4-1 and in conference, which that latter is unfortunate we will get to around the Valley and what the standings and what the new polls are along the way as well. Uh, so, yeah, like we said, very, very unfortunate. Had a chance to win there at the end. A lot of stuff went, went wrong. We saw some good in this game. We'll get to that as well. So, Noah, let's kick this game off. That's, that's, let's start with the bad stuff, and then we'll get to everything else that's filled out over the weekend and the look ahead. Uh, Noah, it was one of those where the game started, and they got the, they got the coin tip, and they elected to the so first. Like, okay, let's get the offense going out there. No, it didn't take long. It was uh, we. It didn't take long to see Avante Cox back in the mix. He had a thirty-nine yard catch on this drive. and We went down and Nico nailed a forty-nine yarder. I think he ended up being a forty-eight yarder or something along the lines of that. I think one of these got it wrong. Obviously a career high. And we knew going into the game he was one of our dogs that he was going to kick well in that dome, and he definitely did. We we definitely thought he could probably hit it from sixty yards. Uh, So yeah, up to three nothing. And then Noah he we were literally just talking about him because he was in a interview and he's been riding hot. Even before this day happened, Noah Branson Combs picked off Theo Day to get us going. They were moving downfield a little bit and he got us going around right, probably around in our own ter in our ter- or in their territory to get us going for another great chance, so we are off to a hot start.
1: Yeah, off to a hot start just what you wanted to do on the road. And uh, that's what that's what we needed. Big play by Branson Combs. We know we just um, we'll get into him a little bit more. Moving over to that defensive side of the ball, and the more he plays, the better he gets. So uh, big play by him, and that's not the only play he made in this game.
0: No, and uh, it was a cr- it was a great catch. You know, he definitely showed his receiving skills on that. We have talked before. It's funny because most defensive players, defensive backs, are we you know they've been deemed wannabe receivers in the past. And they've struggled to make catches like that, but definitely linebackers is the case. But knowing definitely it's good for us that we had a former receiver just last year making a game he just snagged it right place, right time, like he's been saying himself. So Noah, we I think we're we'll off to a great start. This was a drive that Nick Baker got sacked a lot, actually for a loss of, at the time, a total of 18 yards. He had a 14-yard sack on his last one. Uh, and that's how the quarter. Noah. Let's get into the fact, though. Let's point out, Bryce Notre at one point throughout this, the start of the game, got an unsportsmanlike. So then it said, okay, you get one more of these, and then he got a second one. Noah. It was off of a punt after Nick got sacked, and we punted over to him. That they uh, that it was one of those that we he they weren't or sorry Bryce wasn't on the field, but they said it was on him, and he said and it said defense, so it didn't make sense at all. No, we were wondering what, what the heck Bryce did.
1: Yeah, it's... Um, the first one, the replay, they didn't show us any replays of what happened. The first one was, uh, I can't really remember what happened, but the second one, we didn't know what happened at all. It was on our sidelines, and in that dome, there is not very much room on sidelines, so i we really don't know what happened. I'd say... The defense was right there, and knowing Bryce, he's always fired up. He probably came on the field and acted like he was probably towards the returner and the ref is an idiot and probably just for no reason because the way he reacted, there's no way he did something that he deserved to be tossed from the game and get a second unsportsmanlike.
0: Yeah, so that ejected him. You're right. He reacted like I think it's it's one of those you said he is fiery that maybe he just said something. You know, just in terms of something he always says throughout a game, but it was heard and said. and He probably got in somebody's face, like we said. The ESPN Plus broadcasts aren't the best sometimes, and in general, they weren't going to show a replay of that, so we had no idea. So that toss in right at the end, or right near the end of the first quarter. So we're thinking, okay, well. And Nick addressed after the game and said, "Yeah, when one of your when your best defensive player goes down, that you know obviously people have to step up." And we knew they would, and we'll get to that. Definitely, guys, de- stepped up, and Branson definitely is one of them. But that definitely ejected Bryce, Noah. So he, in any terms of any ejection or targeting is definitely one. But in this terms, will he have to miss the first half of Missouri State? No. It's not one of those? Okay, I figured.
1: Even so. Even if it was targeting, it was in the first half, so he sat out his half.
0: That's right. Okay,
1: you're right. It's like Giannini if and in the game, yeah, game. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, I get you. Okay, I forgot that that's
1: how it works. So that
0: is good because we'll meet him next week. So, yeah, Noah, that happened. And then, of course, Nick Hill is incensed. And he got flagged, too. So we got back-to-back on sportsmanlike conducts that moved them pretty dang far into our territory. To really, quote to quote Nick Hill real quick, he said that was a chicken shit call. Yes, and we saw it and everyone's been talking about it. And it definitely, it was. We have to agree that's it's not like Nick Hill to say that. We saw that on TV,
1: but definitely. It's like I was telling more you, if I was him, I would have probably said a little bit more. But knowing the guy he is, that's about all you're going to get out of Nick Hill.
0: Yeah, I think knowing it was the end of the first that he didn't want to get tossed, because it definitely would have spiraled from there. So we had to keep his composure, knowing that we had enough guys. He wants to defend his player, and he was. But if your head coach and your play caller gets uh, tossed that early, I think it probably would have ended worse than they did. Uh, even though it looked good for us a lot of the way, so that you Noah know, that put them deep into our territory, and they couldn't they couldn't get anywhere. So then. A lot of penalties on them. Offensive pass interference. We saw that by Isaiah Weston. Definitely, he got wide open, and then, and then another one. And then they got third and goal, but Noah they just had to settle for 38-yard field goal. So even after Bryce coming out and all that happening, that thankfully that they were able to just get a field goal. And Matthew Cook's really, really good. So we go down and we punt. It, it's punts galore, and then no, we have a drive where Donovan Spencer got a little involved, but nothing. Nothing transpired at all. At what point did Romero get his run? I don't know if I'm missing that run. I definitely don't want to miss that. <clears throat> that was definitely a big that point. That was later in, the, later in the quarter. Later in that quarter. We were wondering why we didn't see a lot of Donovan Spencer in this game. He didn't get a lot going on this drive in particular. But a lot of guys got going. and then But Donovan was counted on around midfield to go for on fourth and one. You know, we thought, why not? That's a perfect place to do it. One yard, and you're at midfield. That's always the perfect time to do it. And of course, we didn't get anything. What was it? No, it was a typical draw play. Or what happened there?
1: Yeah, I believe it was just your typical zone zone run. And uh, Jared Brinkman, the player he is, he just hamming that defensive line, just stuffed it. Absolutely stuffed it. So then we did that. We're thinking we're down in the
0: dumps, three to three, but they fumble the next play. Uh, Dom Williams fumbled and it was recovered by Giannini, so we're thinking, okay, here we go, but then Noah the next time we're out there, get going a little bit, a decent drive, and then Romere fumbled. Or no, we, we, we fumbled and then we recovered and Nick Nick Baker got uh what was that play? Did he gets he got sacked on it says a fumble and then Romere recovered it. I do
1: remember he was that and the fourth that, that, that was the that was the fourth down play where it was snapped inadvertently. It was. It got oh, yeah. loud. It G- two, yeah, right. Jimmy thought it was. Jimmy heard thought he heard a clap, which he probably did. Maybe by the defense or something. And we know it's loud. Maybe. And uh, yeah, and luckily Ramir covered it. But it was a turnover on downs. Any, anyhow,
0: you're right because we were, of course, we were at their 22 yard line too, in prime field goal uh, position. Of course, we. And then yeah, that 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 st- kind of stuff definitely shouldn't happen. But and they punt right back to us. Along this way, way before this, there was a, a big sack by Kevin Galatian. It was good to see him back and healthy for the most part, even though our whole defensive line didn't really do much throughout the day. But Theo Day was sacked for 10 yards in this drive. Like I said, they punted Noah, and then we go downfield. It didn't take long, Justin Strong. We were at our 40-yard our line, and then we go in lane and cut a 52-yard touchdown, which obviously at that, you know, we, we saw a lot of Avante to start this game. Noah and Landon, I think, had maybe one catch before this, but then definitely got in the end zone to just increase his great season.
1: Yeah, this is what he does. He, uh, If there's a one-on-one chance, we're going to let him make his moves, and he made a double move, and he was found him wide open for 52 yards. So definitely love to see uh, Landon continue to keep going now that we got both
0: of our top guys back we would like to think that things could go on the up and up, but then they punted once again, Noah, and then we go up 10 points because we marched right down field three, three minutes, 40 plays, and Nico knocks another career-high 40-yarder, a 48-yarder, sorry, and then, and then a lot of other stuff happens. They punt again, so our defense was doing good. I remember tweeting, obviously, in the first half how great our defense was playing, uh, but then, so we got them to punt, and then we punted right back to them. And then they go down, and uh, they get a field goal right before half to make it 13-6. to six. And so let's go back. No, let's go. Let's Because go, obviously they weren't doing a whole lot in that first half. Uh, if we go back here to the first half stats, what do they have total yardage-wise? If you have it in front of you before, I can see it here.
1: Um, first half stats, and this is quarter stats.
0: Let's see. They had 87 total yards in the first half. We had two more first downs than them, Well, we were 3-10 and 10 on third down. They were 2-9, of nine and we were 0-2 going forward on fourth. We mentioned that botched snap, and then uh, Donovan's in a uh, bad run up the middle. So, and they, it was crazy because we felt like we had the game at hand, which we know we did. We only had nine rushing yards, and that was definitely Nick had, I think, negative 16 at the half. We had six penalties for 50 yards to help them, but they had us in, in uh, time of possession, not by a whole lot, but still it makes, makes you think. And so they were get going, they got going right before half, and they knew they had the ball coming out of half. And Noah, it didn't take them long. They went down and got a touchdown right, right before half. Let's see if I can, already lost my way on my thing here. So, yeah, 75 yards, four minutes. We had a feeling that, it, you know, that's not we it definitely wasn't how you want to end the half on our end and then they come out and score you we kind of honestly had a feeling i mean they went down 75 yards with ease and this is when it spiraled on our defense a little bit and here's where romere had his 52 yard run we thought to definitely get us going in the right direction and then ended up on a nico 33 yard field goal there was one play no we we know cole stewart's been um definitely in the passing game a little bit and we'll get to some injury news of who we'll see next week but Cole definitely, there was one to the end zone that he caught. And I'm pretty sure it knocked the air out of him because he jumped pretty high and landed on his back. And there was an incomplete miscommunication with Avante that he tried to uh, leave him into the end zone. And Avante definitely wasn't around this. So, 33 yard field goal, Noah. They go down and take the lead on a touchdown, 79 yards, six minutes. So, our defense was absolutely gassed. Uh, so, they take the lead. We punted right back to them, Noah, but Branson Combs shows up here once again and gets an interception, and that was the end. Of, that was right before the end of the third quarter or the start of the fourth quarter, actually. But then, Noah, there was a play. Well, yeah, that Cole Stewart got involved once again, and then there was a batted ball, Noah, that Nick tried to find. I'm not sure. I can't remember if you remember who it was intended for, but got batted, and none of our offensive linemen knew where it was in the air, and it got intercepted.
1: It was a uh... – this was the play right after Branson. This was the deep shot that landed, correct? Yes. All right. This, yeah, it was, it was a good play by the safety. Nick just overthrew him. Uh, don't know why we were taking a shot there. We needed to have a good drive so our defense could get some rest. But, uh, yeah, a, a miss, a miss. he'd like to probably have – Nick Hill said he'd like to have that one back. Uh, no, he would because – um not sure why we took a shot there on second and five. Uh, we needed a, a decent drive going to get, her, get your defense a little rest, and we needed to go down and score. But, yeah, we took a shot there, overthrew him, and good play by Benny Sapp. You're right. That's That was the first of the second. Yeah, the other one
0: didn't take long after that. But, yeah, he Nick did say, yeah, if it was more of a line throw, that it would have been there. And it was actually a good play. It would have been there for sure. It was a great play by the defensive back. So So, of course, that happened, and then – They turned it over on downs. This was the one where we definitely stopped it. Branson Combs had a lot to do with it, and uh, they had to go to review, and it came back that it was our ball. So, yeah, we got that, and then here's where it is. Another, we got, because we haven't said Javon's name. Javon got involved a a lot in this, and then that's when Nick had the batted ball interception. Like I said, nobody, I feel like, knew where the ball was in the air, Noah, and if you remember who it was intended for with that. It was intended for Landon. Which, honestly, we're not surprised. That's been his go-to guy with a Bonte out. We know he's a big first read guy. So, interception there, and then a punt. And then they punted back to us, giving us a chance. And uh, here we are with two minutes left, or two minutes, two-minute drive that didn't get anywhere. You no, know, this is a play where Javon, it ended up being on fourth, and Javon, it was an intended pass play. We mentioned, we talked before, how it was one of those plays where you would potentially run a tight end out of the backfield to have like a quick, easy throw or something. Javon looked like he wanted to throw, finally decided to run, and of course he didn't get it. And we figured, I think Nick Nick even said, or someone said that obviously, because we've said before how sometimes when Javon's out there, maybe you want to you know, try to pass on some things because they know if he's out there that that's what that we're going to run. And I think Nick said that that's what they tried to do this one time or he was asked by Mike about it, and of course it didn't work out. Javon couldn't get that. So then, no, we let them go down only 14 yards, a minute and a half, go down and kick a 44-yarder for Matthew Cook. And then, no, here's the big one. We know we had one more chance to go in and tie it at the end of this game. We had 12 plays. We went 60 yards and only a minute and a half. What was it? Because we were also questioning the timeouts at this point. We weren't calling any, and we didn't have any before this final drive. Did we? Or we had maybe – I don't even remember. We didn't We didn't have a whole lot. Tyce Daniel got involved in this. We did a lot of action going down. But, Noah, let's talk about the biggest of all. When we got first and goal after a pass from Landon, it was nonstop throw, throw, throw. One to Tyce, one to Jerron that was broken up, another one to Landon. And then we were fourth and goal, Noah, off of a review or something. And then we had a false start right after that by Lucas Davis. And then it gave us one more chance, and he tried to hit Landon for 16 or try hit Landon. Tried for Jerome this last play fourth and goal, and it got broken up. And then they took a knee to end the game. Noah,
1: so let's talk about what we should have done as soon as we got the first and goal. Yeah, we got first and goal, and I we had plenty of time. It was like a minute and fifteen seconds. You had plenty of time. We should on um, first down. I would have ran a draw play or something to see if you can get any yardage because they were pretty. They were playing pretty good prevent defense. So. We mark, they were just zoning off the end zone, and we had no shot. We took, um, besides, I think it was third down to Landon, uh, or second down to Landon. Almost, he could have, he almost grabbed one yeah, one handed, yeah. yeah. He almost snagged one one handed, but uh, that's only really a good shot because the, f- the first one was the ties, I believe, to the back of the end zone, and it wasn't even close. Then we had two shots that took Duran, and they weren't even close. I would. Um, red zone play calling. I know I think Nikhil said we've been 70% or something inside the red zone this year, but red zone play calling for a lot of this year, I thought we're, we struggled with play calling and executing, or even executing may not be the play calling, be ex- execution of the play, but we've really struggled this year. I know uh, it's still, I guess, 70% is their goal and we're at it, but I think some of the play calling, especially down the stretch here in this game, were um, I questioned.
0: Without a doubt, you're right. We should have ran it as soon as we got first and goal because we had still time to waste. And they were looking for landing, yeah, along the pylon every single time. And, yeah, he had that one almost to, against his body to catch. We know he was incredible against Western in that regard and catching incredible plays at the end of the game. So, yeah, I mean, and especially when you're facing a defense like that and it's tough to score when you're that compact into the red zone anyway. And we know they have a great front, but you have to establish something – to take time off the clock and know that put yourself in a better position. But we thought, Noah, after the false start, that we thought with more field that we would have a better position, of course, and nothing happened. So that's how the game ended. It's, you know, we talked before, and I think we talked probably on Friday that we wanted to avoid a another close game because we, you know, they're heart wrenchers, but let alone it just doesn't look good. Well, it looks, whenever you look at, Teams at the end of a season and how they win, how they whatever. That a win's a win, but you want to look at how. Obviously, who it's against. We had two like that or one like that against a team, shouldn't have happened. And then, and then this one or North Dakota. So actually two. So then you count this one South Dakota State. It's not that big a deal, but uh, yeah, avoid playing these such these uh, close games and doing it the right way. Yeah, play calling and the and not calling timeouts you know, when you needed to, to stop the clock. Cause it was next thing we knew it was two minutes and we barely got the ball. We got down just fine, but we know that soft coverage to let them, you know, not let anything behind them. So that was inevitable to happen anyway, Noah. So, so at the end of this, we ended up with more total yards than they do. We talked about how they had 87. So they had 200 yards in the second half. We had about, I'm not sure what the other number was to do the math, but we outdid them passing but they ended us rushing. We mentioned how Nick Baker's a lot of negative yardage was the reason for that. They had just about 10 minutes more time of possession than us. They had more turnovers. They lost a fumble and then they had those two picks. And then, uh, you know, it's one thing, you know, three yards. We had 3.6 yards per rush. They had four, pretty even in that regard. Um, and then here, our third down efficiency, 4.15. That will never get it done. And it's crazy that we were able to stay in this game knowing that that's how we were. They were 7 of 18, and we were 0 for 4 on fourth down. So a lot of stuff, yeah, that we've been good at all season. You mentioned the 70% in the red zone even. And playing a defense like that, we know Nick gave credit to them, and we do give credit to you and I. But definitely when they give you a chance to go down – well, when we were only down by four, it was to go down and win the game. And then we – it just, it's, it's just very frustrating – and I remember the stat I tried to give at the end of the last podcast that we had scored 37.7 points per game, and we only and we only scored, what was it? 16. 16. So if, if we're comparing what they allow and what we did, they only allow 18. So we were right around that. We averaged 436.9 yards. They only allowed 4, or they, on the season, only allowed 311. We had 410. So we were pretty good in that regard uh and then and then they had they allowed a one or, we had 166 yards per game on the ground uh and they only allowed 103 and of course we had only 104 so it was about you know it's definitely their defense was for sure uh lived up to the hype per se and then the turnovers thing uh they' they forced 13 we only had 11 or vice versa so no what are your overall thoughts
1: of this one that we like we said we should have won yeah, it's another one where if we execute and we play like we're coached, we win this ball game and uh, it comes down to three things in my mind. Uh, one is uh, coaching, play calling down the stretch, and coaching down the stretch is a big one to me. Two was penalties. I think we ended up with nine for 74. It felt like we had a lot more penalty yards than that. So that's a big one down the stretch. Then the third was turnovers and uh, – I know Nick Hill says two of the three turnovers, there's uh, nothing really Nick Baker can do, but I feel like it, the turnovers are going to keep happening. That's I I'd hate to say reckless. We talked about this earlier, like Carson Wentz. I hate to say the word reckless, but at some point, at some times, I feel like he kind of does. He tries to make the big play. He tried to with Landon. He overthrew him. So I hate to use that word, but it's kind of what I'm trying to say is, but... Those are ma- major three things in my point, and that's why we lost this ball game. There's there's a lot of positives you can take out of this game, and my, there's there's a couple. I shouldn't say a lot. There's a couple. You one starting with Avante Cox, you get him back. That is huge. Two, you lose your lose your one of your defensive leaders and Bryce Notree, ejected in the first quarter, and you have guys like Branson Cohn stepping up. You have guys like. Um, Barola. Yeah, Zach Barola tackles. leading the team in tackles. He's stepping in there to step up. So you have, you can take that away. Then obviously, uh, Landon didn't miss his beat. They did what they could. So there's some, there's some positives to take away, but it's a really heartbreaking loss. It almost, it almost, uh, eliminates us from Valley championship title and the regular season. So, uh, then it almost eliminates us from the top eight seed, which we've been talking about how, how important that is. Very, because it all matters who, uh, where you are
0: whenever brackets come out for sure and what your road is. And, yeah, you mentioned, because we know North Dakota State plays South Dakota State this week, so we'll, we'll get into more of that. In the end, yeah, you're right. It the, I feel like the only positive is because, like I mentioned earlier, that a down part of this game was, I feel like, not getting Donovan Spencer going. He had five for 11. Uh, so, overall, I feel like, obviously, we're at our best when our leading rusher who hasn't either, either played a half or missed the first couple of games, and he was our leading rusher. I feel like you had to get him going. Yeah, Vontae's six for 84 and Landon's four for 93. If your guys are almost getting 100 yards apiece, you need to win. And – Isaiah could have been used more in this game as well. So, and obviously it is just how the game plays out and what's well. We know Romero had a good run. And obviously we always say Javon needs to get going more and more. So, yeah, we mentioned Barola, incredible game. You're right. There are positives, especially when you know you had a chance to win with, with Bryce going out. But Barola had 13 tackles, six of his own. Jakari know who we'll have some news on here shortly, uh, we know he left the game. He had eight solo tackles. He's everywhere. He had a tackle for loss as well. David Miller, he was one of our dogs of the game, did pretty good. Branson, with his two picks, had six total tackles and everything. PJ as well, was gotten going. Jordan, Jordan Burner, two tackles for loss. Knight had a tackle for loss. Gianini, Kevin, and Chance, or Clayton Bush, sorry. So, we haven't said much of Clayton lately. I, hopefully he's, obviously he's fine, but we'd like him to get going more. Uh, so yeah, overall, definitely, um, uh, not ideal uh, overall in terms of obviously just keeping the having another you know, close game and not keeping up with it. But we know it it'll, can't always happen. But especially we talk about Nick and consistency, you know, if he could put up South Dakota State numbers, but and you mentioned that two of the three weren't his fault, but obviously the first pick was. And then fumbling, you know, obviously you get sacked and you lose a fumble. I mean, that stuff definitely, you know, can be and should be. Your fault per se. So I'd say consistency from Nick Baker has no. We've talked before that we obviously think we can win a championship, but North Dakota State hasn't had really. They have a couple slip ups, and you look at teams like that and across the other FCS that we know we still have what it takes. But if we keep dropping like flies, in a sense, and we know we can we gain a guy here, that's all. Consistency matters. You got to keep everybody you know is good involved, no matter how the game plays out. Uh, so just, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough spot. We know we're, we have a really good shot still making the playoffs. It's just, especially when you know you have another undefeated great team with you that you need to at least share the valley or something. So definitely unfortunate. So, like I said, a final score of 23-16, to 6-2 six and 4-1. And and so, uh, Noah, let's jump into some quotes here from the team. Uh, we mentioned Avante's return, obviously, and uh, – In general, he was asked about him at the end of the game. He said, I think Avante is one of the best players in the game. We try to get him involved early and then naturally through the flow of the game. He's an explosive player. And then he mentioned the game itself. He said, I think if you asked a lot of teams if you could move the ball and throw for 300 yards up here, they would take it. Now you have to score. You can't turn it over. The goal was to win. Yards don't give you any points. Um, Like we said, a lot of flags in this game as well. Nick Baker said, they're a good defense and they make it tough in the red zone. You've got to earn it. I definitely could have made a couple more plays and put the ball in better spots. Uh, Branson Combs started out of the game. We had a couple of takeaways. There was a time in the third quarter where they were running the ball on us. That's an area we have to do better. We kind of pride ourselves on stopping the run. And then we'll end here with another quote from Nick Baker. We're a really confident group, and we know how good we are. The season's going to go on. There's going to be November and the playoffs all we can do is turn the page and learn from it. Our goal is to win a national championship, and it's not like that stopped today. So, and as we know, we just talked about it. Still, the, still, definitely the goal. So, Noah, let's talk about because obviously, there's always dogs of the game, and who weren't our dogs of the game today? Can we agree? To, could you flip a coin with Zach Barola and Branson Combs on defense? You'd say Branson. You could,
1: yeah. Months. We've given we've given out co on on multiple occasions, so I'd say that's almost a, a co, especially. Them both stepping in for guys, uh if those guys are there, they don't maybe may they may get those snaps, but I, uh, Zach probably doesn't get as many snaps as he does and he doesn't lead the team of tackles. Uh, we know we're trying to get Branson out there more, so uh yeah, those those two I'd say defensively are easy to the dogs of the game. Without a doubt, we mentioned yeah, you're right, Zach probably
0: wouldn't play if Bryce wouldn't play a lot if Bryce was out there. We know he plays a lot of snaps. Uh, but we know Zach's good. He needs to be out there more, and he definitely showed it. He makes – talk about a durable guy. He'll take any hit and stay on the field. So definitely those two, and I remember mine was Avante thinking that if he was going to have a decent game in return, no, I'm not sure who else would be dog of the game on offense. Can we agree, Avante and his return?
1: Yeah, I'd say Avante was the key part of him coming back and the way he played. It, not 100%, exactly. I would say. We
0: know he had the brace on his shoulder. We were worried some hits he would take, but – we realized he was questionable, you know, the last game, North Dakota game, and he didn't play. And he had he's had two weeks before this. So we, we know he's good to go. So, And then special teams, obviously, it's got to be Nico with hitting from inside and hitting almost 50-yard field goals to keep us in the game. He had three on the day. So that definitely him. So those are our dogs of the game. Like we said, a bad overall game. We're looking to turn the page, and we'll preview Missouri State at the end of this. Now I know let's flip the page in a better Direction. Let's discuss. Uh, well, actually, actually, we'll talk about the Monday presser. I guess the things that stuck out in this. Noah. He had an injury update. We'll we'll kick it off with uh, Jakari Patterson. We we said he was left with the game. He said he has a broken bone in his hand, which obviously is not good. And Nick mentioned how they're probably gonna put some kind of soft, uh, well, it's pretty much a club on him whatever college would allow a club on him. So hopefully he's not out, like not out long-term. We'll see how he, they said he feels this week. He said he's in good spirits. So, no, like we said, he had a great game. He's an important player, and the club definitely would work if it has to.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely will if he's able to wrap that up and put a club on it. So, as they say, so uh, – to to keep him in the game because he's been very valuable this year. We know if he can't go for a week or so that we know we have guys that will step up. But, yeah, hopefully we can get him out there with a soft cast on there. One thing to mention, because we did see Dorian Davis in
0: the game yesterday, that maybe when Jakari went down and he came out of the game or he played through it, not sure. But knowing you got these young guys and Branson and Zach at your linebacker, especially with O'Brien no in that game, and Jakari goes down, you still have Mikel. Maybe they played a lot more defensive backs on the field at one point, knowing that you didn't want to have all your guys uh, having that many snaps. So definitely something – because if we lost Shakari, that would definitely take a huge hit. Uh, So – and then Noah, he mentioned Bryson. He was asked about him again, and we had a feeling now it's confirmed that Bryson's going to be out this year. Really, really unfortunate because we know he was on pace to come back, but there was that hand injury that we finally ended up knowing about. And Noah, he said again, he was worried. He's not worried, but he, they're looking out for Bryson's future after football. So it must be a serious hand injury because obviously we're hoping, you know, looking forward to next year if possible. And that's, I think, maybe up in the air right now.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. And they say he might have a, another another hand surgery potentially. So that's not, not in the best interest for this football team. But hey, it's... We got guys that have been playing all year, but yeah, it's unfortunate for Bryson because we know his love for this game and uh, his love for this team, and he's been coaching. This, he's been a coach on the sidelines, and uh, yeah, it's unfortunate and it just sucks because we know he wants to be out there. He want he wants to help the team win a championship, and now he can't. But yeah, you know, if he's looking out for the betterment of his uh, future after football, because. Uh, we know, we know playing the game, you know, it doesn't last long. It goes by really quick. So, yeah, it sucks. So, it, But if it's in the best interest for him, he's got to do what he's got to do for for what's best for him. So, yeah, shout, uh, purrs out to him, and hopefully everything's all right, and hopefully we see him back on the field next fall. Yeah, we support his decision 100%, not only
0: to come back this year and what his future holds. That would, that would stink, even though Nick definitely mentioned – Uh, You get your degree and you, you know, have your time here at Southern. They look forward to the rest of your life is, yeah, I mean, if you're unless you're Jeremy Chin, you know, we know the percentage or however many whoever that get to the NFL is just a slim margin unless you're just tearing the cover off. We know Bryson's a really good player. Uh, Just, you know, NFL aspirations, pro aspirations can be slim. But so you want to try for that, but definitely look forward after the fact. And he mentioned his degree and stuff. That's what he's got to take pride in. So we definitely support Bryson's decision. We hope to see him next fall. You're right. So we'll see how that plays out. And then he confirmed again, Jacob Garrett will overturn probably Missouri State. He said, yeah, obviously he had no training camp. But uh, he's we, we t- said how last Sunday he uh, was finally in pads for the first time. So he's getting, we saw him on the sidelines, not dressed. But no, it'd be great to have him back again.
1: Yeah, that'll add another wrinkle to this offense and helps the run game out a lot. So, yeah, it's it's great to have. We'll get him a full week of pads and see how he feels and add him in there little by little. Probably I'd say he's on a limited snap count, I would say. so, But, yeah, it helps our run game out. Cole Stewart's done a great job. Tyce has done what he – and uh, we were talking about the uh, fourth down call with Javon. I said that is a play that's been – key for for jacob garrett and if if jacob's probably out there it probably works but with knowing knowing that as great as receiver tice is the defense recognized it so it it did not happen but i would say if jacob because that play we didn't talk about this play very much but i'd say it wasn't a great play call especially but nick hill said something about they should have communicated more and uh should have had probably something better off of what they wanted to do there, but yeah, great to have Jacob back. Hopefully, he has a great week of practice and see him in, see him in the game a couple times.
0: Yes, you're right. They will definitely have a. He said they will watch him and not force him out there a lot. Yeah, definitely a snap count. And, Yes, because we've seen Javon make that throw to Jacob uh, in the not too uh, recent past or far off past. So definitely will be nice to see that down the road the rest of the way, and then know what he was asked about. A couple of times about Nick and how he faces losses. Cause obviously he hasn't lost a lot in his career and his football career. And then Nick just said how he just takes it. Like, you know, nothing. That that's what he loves about Nick. And we know Nick Hill has talked a lot and loved on Nick Baker a lot. Uh, and we thought we'd, we would definitely just add the fact that he's obviously not perfect. And we're not saying that Nick definitely thinks Nick is perfect, but there's definitely flaws. And I we haven't really seen a lot of him admiring the flaws that Nick has had this year. We know he's been great. We know we love, and obviously he's our best chance to win by far after of anyone else we have. So our, our, our trust is in him to lead us. It's just, Noah, it seems like obviously um, he has flaws and sometimes it's not pointed out and it needs to.
1: Yeah. These turnovers are becoming a problem and it's come a time you're going to play this team that's in the playoffs and he turns the ball over and we can't expect our defense to stop him, and we need to stop and, our defense is taxed as it is, and they've played way too many snaps as it is already this season. And these turnovers is the one he had in this game. The one to land in is the biggest one that kills me is you just can't make that decision. Then we've had the ones the turnovers is the biggest issue with him. It's consistency. Um, we've seen him at his best. We saw him in the spring against the number one team, North Dakota State. We saw him, what he did at South Dakota State. We know what – we know what his ceiling is and what he can get to, but it's consistency and it's the turnovers are becoming a problem and we gotta figure this out. You're right.
0: And the fact that yeah, the overthrows and and we saw more design runs from him up the middle, design QB draws that didn't get anywhere and like whether it's you know, not putting the absolute game in his hands. We know Nick Hill will continue to do that, but that's where you got to run the ball. We had, you know, Romiers run. I mentioned Donovan not getting going, but you have to, especially if you're not, but like I said, it's it's not going to change. Like they're going to still put the ball in Nick Baker's hands as he should with the receivers we have to an extent, but you got to run the ball more. We've, we've said, and we've heard that we're a running team. So we got to, especially doing the goal line, like we said, but definitely along the lines to where we don't have to worry about a turnover or a hold bringing it back you know because Nick's running around back there that it's not because he throws it almost 50 times a game sometimes so it's just like or definitely 40 times that just establish the run more I think and we wouldn't see a lot of turnovers like we do
1: yeah that's that's been our probably our biggest weakness is run blocking up front and uh we know we have the guys that can do it we showed in the spring and it's yet to happen this year but Multiple times in the spring, in the spring season, when we had success, we one of the keys to the game is 150 rushing yards, 150 rushing yards. And we've yet to see that this year. And I'm not even sure we've gotten close to the 150-yard mark. I know we're over 100 a couple times. But we need to set the tone in the run game up front. And we know we got the guys that can do it. We know we lost our starting center. But those guys we trust. And the pass blocking has been suspect sometimes too. But – yeah, we got to figure that up front, and we got the coach. We know we Trevor Olsen's a great offensive line coach, so they're going to figure something out hopefully down the stretch here on the stretch run, into the playoffs, take care of business. We love Olsen's dis, uh, discipline, too. He definitely uh, gets into his guys if they
0: make a mistake. And you're right, it's about, or it's about 50-50 shot and, and, uh, whose fault it is to an extent of Knicks or the offensive lines a lot, and that seems to be the case Anyway, so we know you know Bo Brandon got flagged a lot. We know he had a tough game. Hopefully, he bounces back. The great defensive line they had. Uh, so we know we're not going to play another defense like them the rest of the way. But those are defenses to an extent you got to go through if you want to win a championship. So yeah, we hope that they definitely turn the page and know that they're still have a obviously almost it seems like a hundred percent chance to make the playoffs. Just a matter of winning. Like we said in our final tweet, that you want to win convincingly. I know Missouri State ain't going to be easy, but the other ones you definitely got to win convincingly. Do get good positions. So, Noah, real fast here, uh, new national statistic rankings are out, and Lando has moved up to number two in the nation in touchdown catches with nine, and that's the most biased Saluki since the reigning inductee, Michael Pruitt. He had 13 in 2014. So, uh, now, Noah, the game's in the past to an extent. Let's get into how our commits did this weekend.
1: Yeah, our commits, it's uh, district time, a.k.a. playoff time for a lot of guys, so hopefully they are doing well, so uh, let's look into it. Starting with our boy Jimmy Lansing, Chaminade's a two-seed in Class 5 and District 3. They got a 42-14 win over the 7-seed Renton Hour this weekend, so they will be hosting the three-seed Fort Zumwalt South, who's 4-5 and in the regular season, this Friday, so um i would i tuned into that game friday night a little bit watching the stream that jimmy sent us shout out to jimmy for sending us that link um watch a little bit of his game so uh great to see they got a win so keep on trucking it's a uh, playoff time for them so they are in full go mode so best of luck to chaminade and jimmy as they go on we'll tune in this this friday we'll, we'll mention this again on friday um our boy Charles Young, Lutheran St. Charles, Class Two, District Two, they had a bye, so they they host uh, four seeded Herman this Friday. Um, they beat Herman earlier in the season, fifty to nothing, so I would assume another good win for the one seeded in that district, Lutheran. So Charles, good luck this Friday. Um, our boys Brian Brown and Jalen Banks, and hopefully others at Lutheran North in Class Three. Um, they had a bye as well, and they play. They they host four seeded Orchard Farm this this Friday. Best of luck to our boys there. Um, Ryan Schwendeman and Saint Dominic in Class Four District Four. They got a sixty-three to six win over five seeded Riverview Gardens. A big time win over there. Um, Ryan had one reception for twenty yards and one tackle on defense, and. Um, they got they got a big game this this Saturday. They traveled to one-seeded in that district. McClure's McClure is really good, so that'll be a test for the Saint Dominic guys. So best of luck there. Our boy Connor Lair, West Plains Class Four District Six. They had a bye as well, and uh, they play four-seeded Logan Rogersville Co-op, and they went uh, six and three this regular season. Logan Rogersville did. So best of luck to West Plains. Um, Lee Summit North, Class 6, 6 at 3. Trey Baker, they defeated Ozark 56-14 this, this past Friday. And they host four-seeded Raymore Peculiar this Friday. So, best of luck there. They defeated them 41-14 earlier this year. And can't forget our boy Dan, Ryan Chanley down in Georgia. They are on the road at 7-1 Milton. That'll be a tough game for Cherokee. So, yeah, good luck. So... Um, that's what we got recruiting. That's our commits. And uh, otherwise, on the recruiting trail, not a lot going on. No new offers. No new interest that we've seen. We do new, we do know at uh, Wentzville Liberty High School, Matthew Craig of the 2023 class, offense alignment slash defense alignment. He's 6'3", 253. He will be there this Saturday. So glad to see he- Another guy. We'll probably see more guys making the trip this Saturday. We know we, we know we recruit winners, so a lot of our guys are playing, so we'll probably won't see them till later in the season, our last home game maybe. You're right,
0: and we were going to mention how it'll be, it'll be cool to see. Uh, for a noon game, it'll be tough to get there at a certain point, but for us, we'll definitely keep an eye on definitely after the fact. Yeah, if who's there? It will, I'm sure there'll be a lot of retweets. Yeah, and we hope our guys definitely – Can make it at the end, and we hope it's definitely a bounce-back game for these recruits. So good to know about all those guys. No, let's switch it back to the FCS. Other Valley scores and other FCS scores, what happened this weekend?
1: Yeah, a lot of big games. Not a lot of good games, I'd just say, around the Valley. Uh, South Dakota State, um, who we're rooting for this weekend, went on the road at Youngstown, beat them 47-16. They take care of business. Like, we're going to, need that, going to need to down the stretch. Uh, another one, North Dakota State hosted Indiana State. Blew them out 44-2. to two. Um, Guess they gave them a safety. Felt sorry for them. Um, West Illinois, big comeback win at home against Illinois State, 38-31. Then uh, Missouri State with a comeback win over North Dakota, who we play this weekend. Missouri State with a comeback win, 32-28, against North Dakota, eliminating them from the playoffs and uh, Missouri State gets closer to that 6-7 win they need for for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that was a great game this week in Missouri State North Dakota, so uh, for sure. And then, like we said, we know a game coming up this weekend. It definitely has a lot of some implications in a lot of regards, for sure. So knowing no that switches us to the polls that came out this week. We knew it would fall – and then the uh, AFCA, the coaches association poll had us in nine, so we fall from three to nine. Isn't you know too bad? We know we we're, we're going to stay in the top ten. Just matters where. And then you and I, after their win, only goes up to only goes up a spot to fifteen. Where, where were they? Because I know there's been a lot of polls. So we will get to another one. They were they were fifteen or sixteen this past week and on barely barely move anywhere the win against us. I know it was like a seven point win and it was at home, but that's shocking, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's a little bit shocking. They didn't move up very far, but uh not a lot of movement in the polls this week except for us sliding down. So wasn't really shocked, but it's kind of a shocker since they beat the number three team in the country. Exactly. And you mentioned Villanova
0: going down, uh for sure. And seeing South Dakota State there at 12, knowing how dangerous of a team they are. And then Missouri State, we play this week, they're ranked number 20. So that's the coaches poll Noah. we know the FCS triumvirate poll came out and they had us at at, uh, six. So it was this and then I guess FCS Fans Nation that I guess we have not seen theirs or you did. It's not on our feed, but they, they appreciate us. I think they had us pretty high still. I don't think we retweeted it, but uh, yeah, so not surprising in the movement in our regard. We'll definitely try to move up once more. Definitely, hopefully, if we can contain Missouri State to an extent and stay up a little bit and then obviously take care of the last two games of the year. So there's that. Noah, same Herder had another tweet about strength of schedule and where all the top 10 teams rank. We are uh, ninth in strength of schedule, which is by far – the highest any other team in the top 10, the closest South Dakota state at 23rd, the the lowest is San uh, Sam Houston at 60th. So, or Montana state at 64, Sam Houston, number one at 60th. So definitely we still have a lot to uh, hang our hat on in terms of our resume. And he had a post about the resumes too. So definitely still looking good in our regard. You just want to win these good games before uh, playoff time. So definitely had that. And then Kyle Kinsing, who is something I think he works for. What did I say he worked for? i just got to go find it now. Kyle Kensing, who works for Press Break. He Apparently, he works for FCS Fans Nation, too. He had, or Stats Perform, he had his own bracketology, Noah. And it says here he has, it says the sixth overall seed, getting the winner of Villanova and Holy Cross. And if we win that, we get James Madison. So that's an early... Racketology before we see uh, Sam's on Friday. So, as FDL, we know Villanova lost. They're still a good team. Getting Villanova and potentially facing James Madison. How, how would you like us in those?
1: I don't like the draw at all. That's not a good draw. No. But, hey, if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. Right. James
0: Madison definitely will be a problem. And Louisiana, as we know, we kicked them out of the playoff picture last year. They, they're having a nice season. They're seventh in this. So, like I said, we'll we'll keep in touch with Sam Hurdis at by the end of it. Noah, NFL Salukis. We know we had three of the main ones that are more in action. Jeremy and the Panthers got off to Schneid winning against the Falcons. He had four tackles. Uh, the Seahawks killed the Jaguars. Ryan Neal had, a, had himself a day. Four tackles and one sack. So, that's great. We saw that also he signed a jersey for a kid that was on our feet. So, that's great to see. And then on to Michael Pruitt and your Titans definitely took a hit this weekend. We'll get to that here in a second. Michael though two for twenty-two, so uh, so yeah. And you won that game, but yeah, Derek Henry going down potentially for the year.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not year yet that we know of. He was put on the IR today. So he has surgery tomorrow morning. It was a big win for us against the Colts, but it was a costly win. So signed old man Adrian Peterson today. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely a hit. Mike Cole continued to be a uh, factor in that offense. And then, Noel, let's end before we talk a little bit about Missouri State, sneak peek them a little. Nick Hill got asked about their quarterback earlier today. Jerry Kill, who we know was, as soon as he left SIU, he put in the hands of uh, uh, Liz Jarnigan. Left, and he did a lot of good things in his AD time here. We've talked about it, the turf, the new court, the logo itself, hiring Lance Rhodes of baseball, hiring Brian Mullins, uh, you know, helping out Nick's way here in the last couple of years, too, of keeping him obviously as our head coach. So he did a lot of good. And we know, but then he left for like Virginia Tech football. And then now he's, I guess, this obviously this past year, an assistant to the head coach for TCU, I'm sure. And they can their coach
1: know a really good one. And Jerry Kill is a new interim TCU coach. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. He's probably looking for a head coaching job now. So, uh, yeah, it's he's got a tough task to finish off this year. We'll see what happens with him. For sure. Now, Noah, let's give a quick sneak peek of what you have of Missouri State 20th ranked. Yeah, it's a tough ball club. Uh, coach Petrino's got them in a great position. He's um, really elevated this program since he became head coach. Now there may be Conference is looking at maybe them at a potential spot to move up to that B.S., but yeah, that's it's it's going to be a tough game. They got a really high-powered offense. Their quarterback is dual threat, so he's got them going in the right direction. It's going to be hard to defend a dual threat guy. We know he he was at Louisville with Lamar Jackson, correct? Yes. So we know what he can do with a dual threat quarterback. So it's a high-powered offense. They should have went into they went into the Fargo Dome and per, Fargo Dome and pretty much won that game, but. They let it slip away, so that's what they're capable of. So it's going to be a big test at home this weekend. So hopefully we got a big crowd and we know playoffs are going. Um, I believe around here, Marion's on the road. I think a couple other teams have some home games, so it might take away from the crowd. So let's see what we can do out there. Yeah, I saw your dog pound tweet a couple hours ago about
0: getting people out there. It is the blackout cancer game, and it is a noon game. Yes, it's good to be home uh yeah if we remember the game obviously Missouri State last year we would like to uh get some payback on them and we it's our last really good game of the season before we play two not good teams to end the seat to end the year so definitely would be good to get back on the right track against them like we said 12 o'clock game and yeah unfortunate game this past weekend uh definitely if we play close games from here on out we'd like for it to end on our side again we know we're even though in football you only have a certain amount of games you'd like to continue and be as good as you are and barely lose any. And especially if that and Kansas State are the ones we end up losing the rest of this year then we're not too upset. So we'll see how this plays out. I uh, cannot wait to go there at some point in the game. Hopefully everybody shows out. Yes, blackout cancer. So for Nick Malone. No alerts. till Friday when we preview the Bears for real. We'll see you then. Go Dogs.